0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Modestly Outspoken. This is Corrine.
1: And this is Caesar,
0: And we are here to bring you the younger generation's perspective on current events. And we believe that today's episode is going to make people uncomfortable, but we definitely think that it's needed, especially for people our age who who grew up in the social media um, environment. And I think that... We are lacking rationality when we make decisions and we are turning more emotional um, and we don't think we don't really think and sit down and see if our values align to to what we are advocating for.
1: Yeah. And this episode, our guest talks about how you need to take a step back sometimes and really think objectively instead of emotionally to make a big decision like this, especially with the presidential election coming up. So that's why we think this episode is going to be very important for everyone
0: yeah and we do ask that whatever you may believe in just please come with an open mind be respectful listen to what she has to say i think that our guest brings really valuable points and she's able to correlate her values her upbringing and her religion to the party that she's advocating for so with that being said Uh, Today, we have Araceli Villanueva joining us. She is a Mexican-American businesswoman, and she also serves as the chairwoman for the Miami-Dade County Republican National Hispanic Assembly.
1: Hi, Araceli. Thank you so much for joining us on Modestly Outspoken. Um, So let's start off. Why don't you give us a quick run-through of your background?
2: Well, my name is Araceli Villanueva. I live in Miami, but I'm originally from Mexico City. And I've been in the U.S. for 27 years. Most of my life I've been here. Um, So my background in business right now, I am a business manager for celebrities. And I'm also a licensed real estate agent and I'm a mortgage lender. So I cover a, a, a few things in business wise. So I have a couple of companies. And um, philanthropic. Uh, my philanthropic uh, uh, work with uh, my beliefs and, and what I support are um, currently two different um, organizations. It's Bienvenido Catholic, uh, which it's a non-partisan organization. Um, Organization that just supports um, Hispanic values and promotes them, and the RNHA, the Republican National Hispanic Assembly. Um, I am the chairwoman of the Miami Day chapter. Uh, we have chapters all over the country, and I am the chairwoman in Miami. So, uh, yeah, that's how, that's more or less what I've been doing in the last couple of years, and very active with uh, you know the Republican Party.
0: Awesome, Marcelli. Thank you for that. So let's get right into it. Um, I do know that there is not enough spotlight given to uh, our Hispanic people who support the Republican side. So we are here to give you that. And also, we are here to have some of our questions answered. But before we get into that, we do have a we are very curious to know, what do you think of the current state of this country?
2: Well, thank you, Karen. Um, it is a very difficult uh, ambience that we are experiencing. I don't think I remember anything like this in my adult lifetime. Maybe there were some situations, like the, in Germany, with uh, you know, in, in the last century, uh, that were pretty, pretty harsh in Russia and you know, Eastern Europe. But I don't think I ever experienced physically in Mexico or here anything like this. And it's very eye opening. I think it's also because of the um, media that we have access now to pretty much uh, instant information, but at the same time it's not so good because there's a lot of misinformation. So it's really difficult nowadays to know what's the truth and what's um, just composed as it has been uh, for uh, many, many years and decades, which is the majority of the TV and mainstream uh media it's um you know it's really not the truth is they always push an agenda it's a one-sided they have a narrative that they all orchestrate and they have to follow and you can tell because now we are not very uh, again because of the access that we have in information we can tell that this is orchestrated because the narrative the official narrative doesn't apply to when you actually are physically in the Uh, places of events or you know somebody that was there actually tells you what happened so it's an eye-opening it's it's a little bit um, kind of overwhelming I think especially for your generation because you guys uh, grew up in this uh, environment so you don't know any different Um, but yeah it, it is overwhelming I think it's overwhelming for everybody.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, But Araceli, what do you mean by the narrative is being changed? Can you give us an example of that? Is that when, Mm -hmm. for example, somebody is uh, speaking and then just a part of that recording is being uh, shown to the rest of the world just to try Mm -hmm. to manipulate the message that is being sent out?
2: Yes, and thank you for asking me that question, because I've been in the White House eight times, and I've been in front of the president, and I'm actually right in front, because I'm always in the very front. And I have heard him, and I have recorded him. Personally, when he is giving us uh, a speech, you know, in either, uh, well, usually it's in the Hispanic um, uh, Heritage Month um, celebration in the White House, And all the time, he's addressing to us, the ones that we are in the actual audience, has been manipulated and changed in the mainstream media. Because when I hear the same things that I was there, it's not the same thing. They just pick a part of the tone of something he said, and then they blow it up as if it's something negative against the Hispanics. And I can tell you by experience, when you go to the White House as a Hispanic, they treat us like if it's our house, the personnel treat us with much respect, starting from the Secret Service outside to all the people in, on our way. I have never experienced any discrimination or any uh, rude way of treating me when I go to the White House or anywhere around the president's personnel. And there's a lot, I wanted to add, there's a lot of Hispanics working in the White House Uh, A lot of Mexicans, a lot of, uh, there's a few Cubans and Puerto Ricans, but um, you know, I'm Mexican. So they usually use that against me and talking about the president that he talks so bad about Mexicans, which I agree with, with, with his statement because it is true. You know, just because I am Mexican, I'm not gonna cover up what my country and people in my country is doing like the narcos. We do have a problem with that. We do have a problem with child trafficking in the border And that's the biggest concern that as a Mexican American, I would not want any more children to be raped in the border. I don't want any more women to be abused and killed in Ciudad Juarez. We have a huge problem. And that is the truth. The narrative of the left is trying to tell people there's no problems and he's racist. No, there is a problem and he's not racist. That's my experience
0: interesting uh that's actually very interesting insight uh and i do see where you're coming from but now my Mm -hmm. question is do you think that maybe there could have been a way that he could have said those things better right because of course Mm -hmm. there's people that don't take it personal because they are aware of the problems of their own countries. I'm Colombian, so I also know of the problems that we've had in the past. Uh, but then there's other people who do take it more offensively and then other people on the other side who, who have the anger towards immigrants and then use that as an advantage to you know, to get that energy and, and put that anger within themselves to keep spreading uh, discrimination against uh, immigrants, especially against Mexicans. So what, what do you think about that?
2: Well, you, you're so right about that. He could have said it in a different way. Now, when he said it, I got very offended as, you know, I took it in the wrong way as everybody else did. Now, my son was 12 at the time and he was just starting to get in, into politics because they in school asked him to do a debate and research. The candidates at that time was Hillary and Trump. And my son, with his 12-year-old wisdom, um, when when I was talking to him about how upset I was about how he addressed his first way, his first statement, coming out saying that he was going to be a candidate, he spoke about Mexicans, right? And that's what he said, I'm going to build a wall and they are rapists and they are bad people. And... I took it exactly the way the narrative. And that's why it's so important that the mainstream media spins everything in a way that you get mad. And that's why there's so many people that are mad because I believed it too. And I didn't want to, obviously I was never gonna vote for for Hillary, but I was like, what do I have left? (laughs) It's only him and her. And my son told me, listen, mom, and this is before even it was popular. He told me, Put your feelings aside and use your head, okay? Really think what he's saying and analyze what he just said. My son, he was twelve, and I was embarrassed. And I'm like, okay, let me let me actually do this because you know I'm supposed to be his example, right? And and I felt that I was getting um, too emotional, which I was. So he made me really think about what I was thinking. And then I came to the realization that, you know what, it is true. Maybe that's why I got offended because a lot of times we get offended when they say the truth and we're like, why? Other people have to say, you know, like you as a Colombian, you know what the truth is, right? And you can say it and you feel like, well, I am Colombian. I can say my problems. But we get offended when somebody else points them out, right? But it's the truth. So why are we upset? We should kind of think about it and be like, yeah, there's a problem. Thank God he wants to fix that problem because nobody ever wanted to do that beforehand. And so this is not new. The, the border, the abuse, uh, you know, there's even documentaries about women, uh, how they've been raped and, and killed in Juarez. It's a living cemetery of women. And nobody cares about that. Nobody has cared for the last 20, 30 years. This is not new. And this man came and and he cares so much about people. He doesn't see you as Mexican, Cuban, Colombian, American. He just sees people. He wants to fix the problems that we are facing. Um, And I think that's amazing. I I love that.
1: So going back to that moment when, when your son gave you that advice to, you know, saying that maybe you're being a little too emotional, would you say that going forward, you would advise other people to think a little bit more objectively of how to, pick the next presidential candidate?
2: Yes. Well, it was an embarrassing moment <laughs> because my son was 12 and I was the adult and I'm like, you know what? This kid is something. I have to I have to be the, the role model for him, right? And I started actually getting into politics because of him because I wanted a better world for him. I wanted a better president and, and country. I, in 2008... I actually realized how manipulated we are all over the world. You know, with the financial system that we are in, with the politics the way they are, with the pharma, with uh, the food industry. Like, I actually got to understand every single thing that I never cared before about. And since that moment, I realized what was happening. But you know, Obama came in and, and, and I had to stay quiet because you, can't, you couldn't really say if you were against him because everybody was loving Obama. And if you said it otherwise, you were racist because he's black. And so you couldn't really say your opinion. But I think that's what happened. When Trump came in, we were all holding up for eight years all of our discontent, how we saw he was selling out our country uh you know obama and uh and biden to the socialist and the globalist of the world they have been helping china they have been helping our enemies in every way to get our economy our country to um uh, little by little even in real estate buy amounts of real estate in the u.s that you know when everything comes out because everything is gonna come out at one point and and then we're gonna realize how bad these these people were but um when i finally saw that that trump the truth because my son got me to like sit down and and, and and realize okay think with your head obviously i knew he's a businessman i'm a businesswoman i think the the one kind of people that should run countries are business people because they are the only ones that understand issues that we have to resolve You know any problems? Um, You have to do critical thinking, which a a career politician don't have critical thinking. They only do what the lobbies, uh, organizations, and companies that buy them uh, do. You know that's what they do. That they are there for that. Uh, But somebody that comes from the business world, I think it's uh, he's putting that as uh, as a base of the future presidents, and they should have experience in business uh not just career politicians they're actors to be honest with you to me a a career politician is an actor okay playing the the role
1: okay thank you for that insight so uh, sorry can you tell us have you always been a republican or was there a moment where you changed
2: yes well i i didn't know really let me tell you my experience is when we don't know, we think we're Democrats. Just because we don't know and the media tells you those are for the people, right? And they do it very well. They do have their narrative very well done because if you are an ignorant in politics, that's what you believe you are because, oh, they're for the people, they're for the for the uh, masses, right? For the minorities, which in reality is not true. Um, when I actually had an awakening on my... Um, a political stand was when my son was born and I started caring for another person right to worry about his future and I started like getting back to my conservative self all Hispanics by nature by faith by culture we are all conservative conservatives mm-hmm. why because we all grew up and you guys can tell me uh, if you agree or not we all grew up with parents and grandparents that believe that family is everything. And we do too. We grow up, uh, believing that, uh, kids are a blessing and everybody, no matter if they're married or not married, they have the children, you know, abortion is not an option in, in, in Hispanic families. When your grandparents are involved in, in the, in the knowledge or your parents, nobody's telling you go and get an abortion. That's gonna ruin your life. No, nobody tells us that. And, um, and we are very pro-faith, whether we are Christian Protestants or Christian Catholics, we are very Christian-based uh, culture culturally, all of our countries. And so those values are super important, and those are the values of this uh, country. They were funded with Christian values. The Constitution, the Independence um, uh, Declaration has got all over the place, and is not Just any God is the Christian God. So I think um, once I started realizing that this was important for me uh, to to go back to because of my son, um, I, I just became more and more informed and I read that I am a conservative and all conservatives will, you know, tend to be Republicans because that's the party that actually defends everything that I believe in. They defend God. They believe, defend family uh, between a man and a woman, a marriage. They defend life. They defend um, the country, the values of just the country's institution. We're very constitutionalist. Um, and that's and, and that's what I identify. In. And let me tell you, I also do voting registration uh, for other people. And when I tell Hispanics, you know what the two parties, the main parties are exist in uh, the United States, and I tell them the values of each party. Hmm. I don't mention what party it belongs to, but I just say the values, every single value that I just mentioned to you I ask them which you identify with and they always tell me one or two from the conservative values because we are all like that and so when I tell them well you have the values of the republican party they're like what really I'm like yes because the other party is against everything that we are defending they are anti-family. They are anti-marriage uh, between a man and a woman. They believe in multiple genders. They believe in uh, socialism. They believe in uh, abortion up to birth, the day of the baby's birth. That's killing. That's murder. Even if we say abortion, just to give it a cover up name, it's murder. And I don't think nobody agrees with murder at any stage. And that's a human baby. And uh, and, and that's actually the most horrendous crime I think we have ever. Uh, legally right to 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 be perpetrated to a human being which is in the most sacred place where we are supposed to be most protected that's the the place of attack and is legal
1: so you're saying that your religious views are best represented through the republican party
2: yes because the republican party it's actually a christian uh based uh party and all the the values of
0: the Republican Party are Christian. So now that you mentioned the core values of of your party, mm-hmm. are you concerned that the younger generation is distancing themselves from these values? Because I do see, for example, a lot of Hispanic uh, uh, millennials and even Gen Zs who who support abortion, who support um, other other views that perhaps our parents didn't. What are your thoughts on this? Well, the reason
2: why they have become liberal uh, is because of the education in the United States has been taken over by uh, socialists um, that, I don't know if you know, but China and Russia gives a lot of money to the universities in the United States. And so they push an agenda of uh, liberal views. And to be honest with you, if if we as parents don't teach our children their values at home and really teach them, right, uh, they could easily be flipped to a liberal worldview. So that's the first problem. The problem is education. The public system in the US and the universities, even if they're private and even if they are Catholic or Christian, they are very much liberal. So it is a very scary thing because that's where we are right now. Um, and another problem is that the millennial generation, um, unfortunately my generation <laughs> uh, decided to give the freedom to, to the, to the uh, millennials to kind of like be more free about deciding their own fate. And you know, when you give a little kid all the liberty in the world, they know, they push a little bit more and a little bit more until they get all the liberty if they can, right? And when they do, they become rebels and they are very annoying children and you can't control them. Well, that's what happens with millennials, right? If you don't give them a base of faith and values, they're gonna run with their uh, liberal ways and then you can't really control them because once they are setting their views, it's gonna be very hard. And, um, you know, my son, speaking of my son, because he's my perfect example to tell you pretty much my views and my values. But one day, because I'm very strict, you know, a way, I'm, I'm a Mexican mom. Um, uh, we talk a lot, we go to church. He goes to church no matter what with me. I tell him, as long as you're in my house, you're mine. <laughs> so you do my rules. And, you know, sometimes, and my son is great, but one day he told me this thank you for not letting me do everything I want. I need that. And you know, that's the problem because he saw a lot of of his friends in school, how they treat their parents, how their parents don't stop them, how they get whatever they want, how they do whatever they want. And he told me, thank you for not letting me do whatever I want, anytime I want. Because that is the one thing that stops him from being a liberal socialist, that entitled type of uh, individual. And uh, so it's the fault of the parents, to be honest. If you see any liberal, crazy uh, rioter or, you know, protester that it says that everything that the conservatives are doing is racist, most likely they don't have great parents because it's our responsibility. And I know because I'm a mom and my son is a great conservative, uh, values based on his uh, faith uh, growing up with every belief in the book and he's 17 and he's a great conservative so that is only the reflection of my education
0: to him so um i do have a question to that do you think that there could be a balance though right um uh, I've heard from many people that if we don't see, it's normal to see some type of progress, uh, some type of changes, because that means that we're seeing progress. Personally, I was born into a Catholic family and I was born into the same values that many other Hispanics do which have kept me a little bit more into the conservative side, but some of my views are also a little bit more progressive because I do see some type of advancement. And I do believe that if we don't adapt, then we die, right? So we do see that the world is changing and people are changing and we are trying to adapt. So do you see the Republican Party being a little bit more balanced, trying to find a balance instead of being like, oh, you're either liber- all the way to the right or all the way to the left, and you have to choose between one or the other. I'm finding, I personally finding a little bit difficult to go to either side. Um, I think both sides are being a little bit to the extreme. So if I, I do know that a lot of people are undecided. So how can you convince people like me that it's that, that that I should vote for you
2: well that's a great point and um, you're right I'm also very progressive I'm very conservative but I'm also progressive I love uh, progress I love uh, the advancement of, of our uh, times and I think we have to embrace all the good things that are coming into uh, the world and the inven- inventions and the progress that we're having everywhere, but there are certain things that should not change in terms of to con- to continue with a social structure where everybody is respected. You know, Christian values are about respect. It's always been about uh, respecting others helping others, I don't know if uh, you you grew up Catholic, but we are always helping others, you know, that's the base of our faith. Um, the, the, we are a community and we help each other. So that can only continue if you keep the values. Now, that doesn't mean that you are um, ancient, just because, you know, that's an, an old <laughs> uh, statement. In reality, Listen, we're not different than 5,000 years ago, the people that lived 5,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, or a few centuries ago. Uh, The problems that we see, the social problems are the same that they have had. Uh, In the Bible, and just to give you a reference, I have read our problems, our current problems in the past. And so the only difference that I think is right now, the Republican Party, let, let me put it this way. The Republican Party was mainly Anglo, right? And that's why it was not very welcoming before because people didn't understand that they, if they were conservative, they were Republicans and they would join, you know, the Republican Party. They just didn't feel welcome. Now, the Republican National Hispanic Assembly is a direct uh, assembly from the Republican Party and it was founded in 1967. And our office was in the White House. So it's a very Old uh, organization uh, unfortunately wasn't run correctly in the past so it wasn't really uh, reaching out to Hispanics which is what we are trying to do as Hispanics, we belong to to these values but for some reason we don't think that we are welcome there so we need more leadership on Hispanics uh, we're many we're 60 million we're the biggest minority of the United States and the way we're having babies, we might be the majority in the future. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are a very important group of, uh, of individuals, and we need to start getting educated in politics. We need to start getting out there and become politicians. Um, place, uh, you know, have places of, of, of importance in, in politics locally statewide and federal uh, and even president like everything it's allowed because the reason why i think the hispanics wouldn't really identify with a political party is because we really never care about politics and the majority of us came from countries where politics was a mess right our governments were a mess uh, they never really got to give us good example right to 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 be uh, in politics so we come here and we don't want to know anything about politics. We just want to work and have you know, our families and life and that's it. And that was me too. Um, the thing is that the way things are right now, we cannot just stand by anymore because it's, it's been a problem. It becomes a problem when you stand by and let others decide for you. So if you want to believe, to, to vote for people that believe the things that they give, if you reach out to your actual family gatherings, to your family upbringing, how you were raised, that's who you are. That's your, your true self. Not the one that you want to be after college with all your friends. You know, we're not that those people. When you When you get married, you go back where you were raised, and you want to raise your kids like that. I'm telling you because I did the same thing. Okay? That's what we do. We go back to basics. So if we go back to basics, you're going to realize you are a conservative by nature by faith by culture and that's all hispanics all hispanics that have hispanics families abuelitas and, and and aunts and uncles that are from our countries and our parents um this is the way we are raised even if they are born here many of them they still hold those uh values because we pass them on that's the beautiful thing about hispanics we love culture so much we just can't let it go and so it's a great to the country, um, let me tell you, one of the, the the groups that is going to save the country in the future uh, from uh, socialism or, or communism is really the Hispanics, because we do know what it is to have good families, uh, good values. And we don't want that to let that go. And we're fighting for that. I see a lot of Hispanics now waking up to that. We don't want to let go. I don't want my son not to be able to enjoy what I was able to enjoy, and his children not to be able to enjoy what even he got parents, right, which is liberty, uh, the right to have uh, his, his family, to have his faith. Right now, our faith is under attack. Not any other faith, but the Christian faith. We are completely attacked. And this is always what happens in socialist uh, you know, beginnings. They have to eradicate Christianity because we are the only one in the world that stands out against the evil of socialism and communism. It has been proven and that's why in Russia, they eradicated it. And uh, in Cuba, they become atheists. The, the government brings atheism, atheism so that people don't have that hope. And, and the control is completely governed by the government. Uh, I, I want to point out that the, our country in the United States, our constitution is based on our Christian faith and Christian values. And we cannot allow to have any changes to make any more amendments. Because they want to do now is to change it to more liberal ways. And when we lose our values, our basic values of life, property, and pursuit of happiness, we, we are, we really don't have anything because we become the property of the socialist uh, government and we don't want that.
1: Talking about, you know, you, you brought up a quick point. A lot of Hispanics don't care about politics, right? So how would you encourage, you know, Hispanics to educate themselves in politics so they can make a decision for themselves?
2: Well, that's a very good question, Susanna. And I have um, <laughs> I have had encounters with people, right? When because uh, now I'm more active. Uh, even with my Uber driver and I ask them, you know, about politics, just, just to try kind of chat. And most people don't don't know and they wanna know because you know, they they actually believe the narrative of the left. Uh, and especially if they don't speak English, they all they have is Univision and Telemundo, which are very leftist and so they don't really have a full picture, and they tend to believe the narrative because unfortunately, Hispanics, we don't like to do research, you know? We just believe whatever the novella tells us or whatever the uh, uh, interviewer that we uh, know forever, like Jorge says, without really doing any research to verify if he's saying the truth. So that is the first, we have to start getting educated because we cannot leave our future or our children's future to the narrative of other people and do what they say because it's our lives if if we don't take personal responsibility to do our research nobody is going to save us when there is a socialist uh you know government telling us i own your property now and i knew and once we have those rights taken away, we cannot get them back. Because there's countries like Russia, Cuba, now Venezuela, that they're, once they take our guns away, we can never allow our guns to be taken away, our right to bear arms. Because that's the one thing that is stopping socialism from coming in fully in this country. And and do you remember how Obama, every single time that they had these shootings, they called for the uh, abolition of the Second Amendment, for giving up our, our rights to bear arms because of a shooting. That's the, to the contrary. When there's a shooter and there's more people shooting, we should be more protected with more guns, right? Because that's how you defend yourself. And, and the police is not even there to protect us from uh intruders and actually let me just give you a little rundown of uh how i even came became aware of the importance of the second amendment i don't know if you remember three years ago when maria uh, happened the hurricane in in, in puerto rico uh, one of the NRA uh leaders in puerto rico he's a very obviously pro second amendment has a lot of guns and he had his children and his wife always shooting and you know his family And his friends were always making fun of him because they were like, why? You know, you're crazy. We don't believe in guns, blah, blah, blah. When the Maria hurricane happened, he said, do you remember how Puerto Rico was with no uh, power, no Mm -hmm. food, no way to get access to the very small towns in the mountains? Well, he says that when they were there, people started killing each other for food and around him and they started looting their houses because it's the survival mode when when there's a problem you only become survival mode kind of you know robot and they did not come close to his house because everybody know knew that he had guns and now his friends and his uh, family were asking him if they could get a gun from him to protect themselves because when they didn't have a phone uh, available to call the police the police even if they wanted to go they couldn't go because the roads were blocked because of the hurricane so there were weeks where they were not able to access the world what do you do then if you don't have guns to defend yourself there's nobody to defend your family so that's our most important right in the united states if we don't have the right to bear arms we have no other right because they can take your life away like this and you
0: have no way to defend yourself so without
2: life we don't have anything else uh,
0: but I do so from the counter argument that a lot of people have is if you look at other countries especially in Europe where they don't allow people to have guns or buy guns the the homicide rate is much lower so do you think that it's doing it's causing more harm than good
2: no, I don't believe it. And uh, they, they kill themselves with knives because they don't have guns. But the, the murders still happen. Uh, bad people are the ones that kill, not the guns. And so when there is bad people, machetes in Mexico, Mexico is illegal to have guns. And there's killings every time. And they, they are, uh, they are uh, kidnaps all the time. And this, the same thing in every other country. Um, now, let me tell you, the United States is this big compared to all of Europe is the size of the United States, all of Europe. So, if you compare just Florida uh, with one of the countries in in the, any country that you want to name in, the, in in Europe, it's not even as big as Florida. So, when you have little countries, a little amount of people, you can. Control them a lot easier because, you know, it's a lot less people. And it does matter if you have 350 million people where you have 10 million or you have 5 million. It's a lot easier to manage. And so, um, obviously, per, per capita, uh, I don't know what the the country is, the one that has more um, uh, violence. And, but the murders are happening whether there's guns or not.
1: But going back to uh, a topic we were speaking about, uh, Mm -hmm. political education, what are your current efforts to encourage the Latino community to vote?
2: Okay, well, thank you for that question. Uh, Since last year in September, we started promoting uh, with the Trump uh, victory campaign uh, to register people to vote. So we did that the entire, uh the rest of the year 2019 all the way up to february because then you know the pandemic happened and we couldn't do that anymore but we've been promoting uh registering to vote uh and we were uh, in events uh in churches and just trying to get as many people registered as possible now we do it also online so we have an online uh register to vote we promote it all the time we do uh, campaigns of um you know registering to vote because that's the basic of our um, impact in these elections is you have to register yourself to be able to vote. And um, and the, another w- way that we're doing it is we, we have monthly meetings in the RNHA and we uh, open it up to the public and the members to come and learn from um, you know the constitution. We have speakers that talk about the constitution, about our rights. And about the importance of being active in, um, you know, the political uh, party. Uh, we also help the um, the candidates, the local candidates, with their campaigns, and we just get involved with the with the local uh, politicians uh, to either endorse them and help them, and uh, just uh, promote people to register to vote and and uh, and both were candidates that have their same or alike views because more than being republican or conservative uh, or uh, liberal or democrat it's really what do they stand for and you have to look at the candidate for what they stand for and if you are pro-life why would you be boring for somebody that is going to kill a baby up to nine months right that's if that's what they're saying that they support then that's not somebody that you share that value with or if you're pro-family in marriage, um, you know, between a man and a woman, why would you vote for somebody that is gonna promote transgenders and not, I don't have anything against any other groups. I'm just saying that your values, just the same way that the left has their values, right? And they have their own beliefs and we have to respect them. They have to respect my values and my beliefs. And and to me, my faith values and my uh, political values are the same. And not just to me, it should be with everyone because we are one person we have one identity it's not like i am Araceli in my house when i go to church and then i'm another one when i am doing business right i use all my same moral values when i do business and when i go to church. you know i respect i i i try to do everything with the same exact code of ethics and and that's what we should do you know we should have a code of ethics in every single uh position in our lives and how do we do that we have to establish our own set of values and once you identify what those values are then you have to believe them and believe them all the way to you know politics family you know friends i think i apply that to my entire spectrum and different lifestyles so
1: Talking about what the party stand for, what are what are some of the most common misconceptions people have of the Republican Party, based on your experience?
2: Okay, even though the mis the the great, always um, statement from the left is that they're racist. Um, that's not the case. I have been to uh, many rallies now. Oh my gosh, it's the best thing. I don't know if you guys have been to Trump rallies, but they are the best. It's like a concert. Uh, You know, there, it doesn't matter whether you're black, white, yellow, it doesn't matter, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. We are just proud Americans. And that's what I think it is with the Republican Party. We have become, maybe before it wasn't, but I'm telling you the experience from 2016 to now is that we are just proud Americans. We identify ourselves because, you know, we always do. Uh, you're Colombian, i Mexican, you know, we are from different countries. And I wasn't even born here, but I'm American. If you ask me, my identity at the end of the day, it's American because I embrace the country, I embrace the values, I embrace the culture. Yes, I do have my own values and my own culture, but this is the greatest country that has probably ever existed it has worked the american experiment worked we are uh, the testimony that it works because our parents came or you know well that's really my story too my my dad came and so once they come and they bring us we are that story of success because all of our family members that come here live way better than they lived in Mexico for example or whatever other country otherwise why they here I have a lot of friends now in Mexico that they do not need to be here because they're millionaires and they're not gonna move to the US why because they have great lives in Mexico And, and in Mexico you can have 10 people serving you in your house and you pay what you pay here for one right so The family, um, our families that moved to the US came to the United States for a better life. And again, if you look and search what party identifies best with those values of your family coming for a better life, uh, is the Republican party because our values are aligned with their values. And I know it's hard to believe for people that don't know it but do your research. I invite people to, to research the Republican Party, their values, to go to a meeting of a Republican um, group so that they can see what uh, the difference is between a, a Republican Party and then go and research in the Democratic Party too. I, I think knowledge is power. If you go and research everything in the book, then you have the whole information and then you can identify what you belong to. I think it's time for us to really take a place where we identify the most. Now the Republican Party is not perfect. I, I never claim that they're perfect. Um, but honestly right now the Democratic Party has gone so far left they're not even Democrats anymore. And so if there is a there's no more going right. We're already in the Republican Party, right, which is conservative. If we were more right, we would be consider uh, Orthodox, right? But that's not what we are. We are really just conservatives that want to defend the constitution first and foremost. And that's why they call us conservative and Republicans because we have always defended the constitution and all the rights are in the constitution, which is the, the, the same thing that I tell you, we believe in all of those. Uh, Hispanic, So I just invite them to go and do the research and they will find out.
1: And what are the most common uh, counter arguments you get personally when you try to encourage uh, the Hispanic community to vote uh, Republican?
2: I have not gotten any negative. I am probably very blessed. So I have a good uh, explanation for what I mentioned to you. Uh, When I uh, sign up this uh, people uh to register to vote all i tell me is the truth i tell them the truth about the values of both parties and they make the decision i don't tell them who belongs to who they decide what they identify with and um like i said it has been a blessing i guess for me i only see this negative uh stuff in online and when people try to uh attack me online but in person when we get to talk in person and i explain to them what the reality is of each party without even mentioning the party and then i tell them which party it is i i'm telling you i have gotten a hundred percent great response and yes they do act amazed because they're like what i didn't know i was republican but that's it I tell them that those are your values and you have to believe in your values and defend them, uh, you know, because that's what we are. We're also very passionate. You know, Hispanics, we believe in what we believe to the end. Yeah. You know, once we grow up with one belief, that's it. That's ours. We own it. And, and that's great because we're very passionate people. And I think this is why I think we're gonna be able to change the, um, because we're passionate, but we are also, once you understand what's going on, we have a double uh, advantage, I think, other groups because we experience either directly or indirectly, the, the uh, ty- uh, tyranny in our countries, whether it is ourselves or our family members, and so it it becomes a lot easier to kind of understand right away here what the problem is and uh and what the solution should be but it's really education we have to educate ourselves
1: you mentioned that you get a lot of pushback on social media so how do you handle that when you get pushback
2: before i used to do a lot of uh interactions because I wanted to uh, explain my view. But you know what I found out? Nowadays, they don't care about your opinion or your um, uh, continuing explanation. Uh, why? Because I, and especially online, it's very difficult to get to someone and, and, and kind of impact um, uh, their, their uh, opinion because they are doing it out of emotion. And when you are emotionally uh, just attacking, it doesn't matter what we, we can put the truth in front of them, physically, and they still will say it's not true. So I don't really do that anymore. I don't uh, interact. I just put out there my facts, and um, and and I make sure that you know they're out there. Although with time, people have gotten sick of me putting them up, and so they go and do research, and then they find out oh my gosh it's true and then they end up um i have had a few people that end up texting me you know after all you have been put in i ended up researching and now i'm on your side because the, the, as, as long as you research you find the truth you know and that's that's what i do right now i just try to put it out there for them to one day get so fed up with my post that if they keep following me maybe just to kind of try to debunk me they go and do research and then fight the truth.
0: And uh, have you experienced most of this pushback ever since Trump uh, became president?
2: Well, yes, because before uh, when Obama was president, I was the one that was you know not happy with him as president. But I couldn't say anything. You know, conservatives, we have never been the fighters. We have never attacked, really, anyone. Um, Right now, what we are is in defense mode. You know, it's like in the battle of a of, of war. There's always one that defends and the one that, that attacks. I don't see the Republicans attacking. We're always defending. And in that position, uh, we just not let our guard down on what we believe in. Before, we used to even just stay quiet, uh, but we're not doing that anymore. We're just in defense mode all the time
0: you are right and i think that personally throughout my life i have never seen such a a divided country so are you concerned that if he wins another term this country will be divided even further uh it it is possible
2: it is possible that um But it's not because of the Republicans. Unfortunately, the Democrats have a big mainstream media outlets, which are all of them, (laughs) to propagate the propaganda of division and and racism. Listen, I have a lot of friends that are Muslims, that are Black, that are um, every other race jewish i mean i get along protestants i get along with everyone we don't we don't fight ever about any the truth and the matter is and you can see it everyone can see it when they go to their schools when they go to their jobs when they go to their friends nobody's fighting we don't see this is a narrative of a, the mainstream media wanting to tell you that we are, have a division where there's a lot of hate uh, honestly that's not true the majority of the people when you are in your daily life you don't see any of this it's just not happening and whenever it happens it's for the cameras is for the propaganda and that is just the way they sell their narrative mm-hmm. and many of these people honestly there is, this is not a conspiracy theory you can research them but many of these people are the same people in every place. They, they buzz them, they bring them from city to city to do the same thing. And it's the same agents, it's the same actors, it's the same people, you know, the same homeless. You guys are in, in Portland. There is um, a camp where they keep for the last 90 days the people that are riding every day, and they're homeless. So the real people are not like that, you know, that they find people that are willing to uh, do it for money. Yes, they do. And that's what happens. And you look, these are not new tactics. This happens in Mexico, this happened in Colombia, this happened in all the countries. This is what they do. This is what socialist um, politicians and people that want a global government are doing to sell their narrative. So if I honestly, I don't know why they think we're so uneducated and, and stupid. I think that that was easier to do and push that narrative back when they had just novellas and you know, one station and the soccer for the man and the novellas for the woman and they, in our countries, they were never able to know about anything happening in the, in the political world because they have them busy, right? They, in the US, they think that we are the same and they're trying the same tactics, but here it doesn't work. The majority of the people were, we're you know, like we're really sharp and it doesn't work. So honestly, that's just the narrative of the left and all their mainstream media that pushes it, but, Look at it in your own life. You you don't see any of that division. I'm sure you don't have everyday fights with anyone telling you that, you know, or talking to you about politics. And even when we do talk about politics, we don't fight. We just disagree, but we don't fight. There's no division.
0: Yeah, actually, I mean, most recently, we we have found ourselves to be a little bit more careful, even with certain family members who who may have different views, either if it's from the right or the left. Uh, But my question to you is you mentioned that, you know, people from every race, every religion. Have you seen a change of thought from them ever since all of this issue started? Since yes. we, we, there's been a lot of things coming from the media, have you seen any different from them?
2: Yes, actually in that you are right, because a lot of people that just follow the mainstream media, they do are uh, just with that narrative. So they will argue with, with you about that, believing exactly what they, they, they just repeat the talking points. Uh, the only time that that doesn't happen is when people end up doing their own research. So we really just go back to the same uh, situation, you know? It's really about uh, getting educated. And, um, and yes, sometimes it's a, lot, it's a lot safer not to talk about politics with family members or friends so that we avoid because, uh, because out of ignorance, the majority. If you were born in a Republican uh, household, um, then you believe that you know your values and your Republican household, uh, you know, are right. But you need to be aware and convinced, fully convinced, that you are right. Right? Um, it's like when we are Catholics by by our family members that they're Catholics and then we're just Catholics, but we don't know our faith. Okay, that doesn't make you a good Catholic, right? That's just somebody that you are identified with because, you know, your family practices all of that in uh, all all the celebrations. so it's the same thing with politics. You know, when people actually get knowledgeable, I have great conversations. My son and I had amazing conversations because we are both looking to get educated. And I happen to have the same type of conversations with people that research. So yes, it is a little difficult to have conversations with just the average, uh, you know, uh, individual that does not do research and just believes the mainstream media. It, it's better not to have any interactions and just, you know, stay quiet. But it's, it's just for the safety and the and the sanity of the relationship, right? Um, but even so. We don't hate each other, you know, we don't. I, I don't believe there's a a, a a racism and hate and division the way the mainstream media wants to put it.
1: And talking about mainstream media, how are you managing to keep uh, the Republican Party alive after the perception that some people have uh, of the Republican Party being represented by Donald Trump?
2: Well, I mean, um, the Republican Party, it's actually kind of like evolving with this current time too, because they were not, I don't know if you know how Jewish religion works, but mm-hmm. re- Jewish don't don't seek people to convert into being Jewish, right? They actually don't want people to convert just because they want to be Jewish. They ask them, go and check out your own religion first, Learn it, and then really see if you want to become Jewish. Um, it's kind of the same with the Republican Party before. They were never really looking to get people to become Republicans. They were not really out there looking for Republican people. Uh, if you knew that you were Republican because of the values, then you joined, and that was that was it, right? But now there is an interest from the new Republicans to actually be more active and reach out to the Hispanic community, in my case, um, to go and get identified with their true values, which are the Republican Party values. So we're very active. We do a lot of events. We do, uh, we're very active in social media. We do come up with statements also about, you know, when, when there's a, a politicians that do something against our values, then we write statements uh, to let people know, you know, that that we are aware of what's happening and that we are actively um, trying to to keep uh, this politician in check. That's, the f- that's another thing that we have to do. As citizens of the United States, we have to keep those politicians in check. And whenever they do something against the Constitution, we have to call them out. If they do something against what they sign, they ha- there's an oath that they have to um, uh, respect and they don't so many politicians right now especially this year we found out how far left they are and how willing they are to break the constitutions of every state just to be a tyrant you know so it is very easy to know now it's kind of a blessing in disguise you know everything that has happened because now you know who's who and once you know who's who then you can actually be more proactive in knowing what you need to do to conquer um, those seeds that you need them to be to represent you. All I want is for me to be represented. All my son wants is to be represented with his values, right? In the same way that I feel that way, if anybody that feels different than me, they should also go in and do the same for their own values. and and choose people that represent them. So it's like like I'm a practicing Catholic. I don't go out and look for people to convert to being Catholics. The same way I don't go out and try to get Republican, uh, people to become Republicans. I just go and tell them, go out there and research, go out there and look at your values and start getting your identity correctly in every way across the spectrum because that's the one thing that we should be proud of, that we are one individual who has a value system and a belief system that is together in everything that we do, whatever that is. If that is a liberal stand, I want you to be a great liberal. But if you are a, a, a great a conservative in your family views and you want things happening for your kids and for yourself when you get older, defend those values because nobody is going to defend them the constitution is made for individual rights it's not a population rights it's not everybody's rights it's your individual rights so how do you defend your rights by you individually taking ownership of those rights so you have to vote you have to be active you have to call out uh, politicians because politician is nothing but a servant of us but they have forgot that they are that and we'll have to remind them all the time but the only way you can do that is getting informed and getting there in the position where you can say unequivocally that you believe what you believe and nobody is going to to take that away from you
0: i'm, I'm curious actually to know since you are a mexican-american
2: mm-hmm. what are
0: the initial reactions that you get when you tell people that you support trump
2: <laughs> they they bring the same thing from 2016 how can i dare you support someone that hates mexicans so much but you know i'm not ignorant so i do tell them about child trafficking that happens at the border i tell them about the woman that get raped i tell them about the narcos are bringing all these drugs freely to pretty much kill over of our millennials right now. You know, you guys have a one of the biggest problems in drug addiction, I think ever. And uh, in college um, years, there's a great addiction problem. And um, yeah, they all come from Mexico. They come from the border. And so I am all pro the border and it has nothing to do with being uh, against illegal immigrants. I'm about uh, against illegal bringing children because they found that loophole and they knew that they could get in and I'd be deported right away if they had a a child. They started, you know, the child trafficking has grown to the point to be the biggest business in the world is bigger than selling arms you know why because you sell a child 20 times a day for sex you can only send the the arms once right the firearms so it's a big problem when i talk to them about if you are if you're not children not being raped every single day in sex child trafficking and they are all bringing them like if they are potatoes through because they're not gonna bring them in their airplanes. Do you think that you can go through uh, border security or even the uh, airports with the child that you're gonna traffic? No, you bring them illegally. Through where? Mexico. That's where they bring them from. And so I'm very pro life of all people, and especially children. Children in the womb and children being trafficked for sex, uh, which is the most abomin. It's an abomination. I don't even know. This exists, but it just boils my blood that that is even a business. And so, no, I am pro-children, and that is a step to uh, that industry, which is an industry. And I don't know if you know, but he has declared four times with executive voters that he's against uh, pedophiles. He has um, arrested many of them, and he just gave $100 million last month Two organizations that are fighting child trafficking. So I'm all for the politician and president that is going to fight against uh, the sex uh, trafficking uh, of of children.
0: And what about ICE? So that's another big one that I've seen in social media uh, that is going everywhere. And I personally was not very aware of it, but how people are saying that ICE is coming and taking you know, perfect immigrants putting them in cages and in some instances even sterilizing women in those uh, ICE camps?
2: Well, first of all, those ICE camps are set up from uh, the prior administration and those cages where Obama's doing. And unfortunately, when uh, Trump came in, that was already established. So it's not like he comes in and he dismantles everything and starts fresh, right? It doesn't work like that. In this country, everything was, even right now, he wanted to get Obamacare out. He's four years in and he still hasn't been able to. So it's not like a overnight, just because I became president, he's going to eradicate something that Obama did. But because Obama is no longer the president, they're blaming Trump when he's not the one that created it. So we should, again, we should get into the facts of who did what to be able to really, with truth, point the finger at the responsible for doing that. And that was Biden and and Obama. So now, what what did he do when they point that out? He came and did executive orders to, to not do it anymore, not to separate the children. Now, the separation of the children is because they have found that the majority the majority percentage of those children are being trafficked they're not their parents the people that are bringing them is not their parents so they are being sold as soon as they get to the united states but they say they are their children these kids don't know these people but their parents you know i my own personal experience i went to guatemala uh, three years ago for a wedding and in antigua it's a heaven for sex pedophiles with children. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw a white male, old, like 70-year-old man, man, man with a seven-year-old kid. I saw it and it was in the open. And when I went to, to tell the police, hey, this is wrong, this guy is old and he's with this kid, what, what is going on? They're like, oh yeah, They're, their parents sell them for sex. And I was like, what? Oh
1: my God. That's sad.
2: their parents in our countries they're doing this to their own children why don't we talk about that why don't we talk about the actual root of the problem again to me as a parent we're responsible for our children and it's our fault whatever happens to them in the border is the parents fault whatever happens in you know in their education if we send them out to college and they become liberal and they were raised somewhat conservative but i didn't check you know do a check and balances in my kids it's my responsibility like we are responsible for our children so that's where we should get started but we we clean up that part and and avoid and give them a stop they are no longer able to traffic their kids to sell them to the to, to the pedophiles of the united states i'm happy about that let's stop it I don't have a problem with ICE taking all these traffickers because the majority of these people are traffickers. Yes, let, let me tell you, my our parents' generations, they were people that came to work and they were hard worker immigrants that they proved day in, day out Every single day that they came here to work, they never asked for uh, assistance. They were on just working. You know what the new immigrants are doing now in the last few years? Because this was a promotion that Obama did to buy votes because the Democrats are getting the votes from uh, immigrants. Now they want even illegal immigrants to be able to vote. Why? Because they they promoted in these countries that if they come to the United States, they can be taken care of. You know how many people I know that are Cuban, that they come from Cuba, they collect their money that they have to collect and they go back to Cuba and they live over there. But they figure out a system to come and take from our uh, from our government. And that's why, look, those are social programs that we already have that don't work. Social programs don't work. Private, um, you know, enterprises, the, the uh, competition, the empre- entrepreneurs trying to compete with each other. That's what gives progress. Not giving people free anything, free healthcare, free rent, section eight, you know, free food stamps. That should be for the reason that it was developed, which is only for a temporary fix for people that really need it. But right now, there's people that are doing it for years, 10, 12 years, they stop working because they make more money getting social secu- uh, the, the, the uh, Medicare or the uh, food stamps and the money that they get for a child. So we have a big problem with, with the way uh, Obama left the, his uh, programs, but you know, Trump cannot just fix them in one term. It's just not that easy.
1: Okay, so to wrap it up, Araceli, why should the millennial or the Gen Z vote Republican this upcoming election?
2: Well, if I'm addressing Hispanics, uh, again, I want to remind you, you are conservative by faith and culture. And just go and look into your own uh, family to, to realize that that's what you are. And so therefore, you should align your life in every single sense to your values. And if you're not Hispanic and you're listening, it's it's pretty much what do you feel that you identify with, you know, because in your own development of ideas and um, personality, you create a a few things that are non-negotiable in your life, right? And so go with those. I'm not asking anybody to just, again, I'm not pushing just for you to be Republican because I say so. I would like you to be a knowledgeable individual that knows his rights, that knows his uh, values, whether they are with faith or not faith, because there could be atheists or other uh, you know, other beliefs. It doesn't matter. Just become a knowledgeable individual. Know your rights. I, what I will actually say to everyone, please study the constitution. If you know your rights, you will know what you need to do. If you want to keep those rights for yourself, for your family, you need you know what you need to do. You know what you are going to be supporting and who you have to support to to either preserve those values, now if you are against everything that the constitution stands for, after you read it. Not just because somebody's saying the constitution is not right, right? Because a lot of people they just go with the talking points. No, I'm talking about go and study. Go and take a little bit of time. The Constitution is a little book. It, you, can, you can read it and see what the rights that you have. We are the only country in the world that we have rights not given by any government. So don't let a new government in the United States trying to take those rights away. Because what happens is when they, once they take them away, it's almost impossible to get them back. So the Constitution was founded in principles that are given by a God, a creator, that nobody can take away from you. And that is a beautiful thing. When you realize that you have rights that nobody can take away from you, which is the, the main uh, right, right to life. If we have the right to life, right? Then nobody can take away from us. Why are we taking it away from a lot of people? Millions of people have died in abortion. They didn't have that right. And our right, when we are alive already, if we let the others, like property, and our pursuit of happiness individually, not as a, as a whole, people shouldn't look at what's the best for everyone. It's what's best for you because every vote is individual. You don't go and vote for everyone else. You should be voting for you because that's what your right is giving you. Vote for what you believe in. So just go and get really strong in your beliefs and vote with those values. But stop listening to just one side or one narrative. You have to go and study from official documents. Your best document to research is the Constitution.
1: Okay. And where, can, and where can people find you on social media?
2: We are in Instagram as RNHA Miami and in Twitter, RNHA MIA. And in Facebook, RMHA, uh, Miami as well.
1: Okay, thank you so much again, Araceli, for getting no, on this episode and, and just giving us your perspective on, on this whole situation.
2: No, thank you so much. I appreciate it very, very much. Thank
1: you.